Okay. So the audio's got to be on here. Talk, everybody. Yo, yo, what's yo, up? What's yo, up? Yo, yo. Hey, hey, hey. That, that's the song you chose. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. One, two. Yeah, by. yeah, yeah. So you don't hear yourself in the mic no more. But go ahead, talk into the. Yo, 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 yo. Okay. Sonic. All right. Asser. Ignorance is this, whoa, yeah. Ignorance is this, whoa, oh, yeah. Ignorance is this, ignorance is this, this podcast. Yeah, yeah, what's up, man? You already know it's Ignorance is this, the podcast on this feel good day, baby. Major K right here on the mic. You know we got the beautiful Miss C.N. Sloan in the building, Mr. DJ D. Hodges, and of course, Mr. Brian Middleton. We got another great show for you today, so let's get it. You're listening to Ignorance is This, the podcast. So Christina, as she's making her move to, I don't know if she's moving over here, she's moving over to, she's moving over to, to the Dominique Mike, okay. Another episode of ignorance is this the podcast okay and i am more than ecstatic uh to be back in the studio uh with greatness and by greatness i mean myself and then also sloan and dj d hodges so you hey. know what I man give me a hand Just joking i'm kidding i'm kidding give me a standing ovation now in ignorance is this the podcast how's everybody doing today it's all good man everything feeling lovely everything lovely lovely Okay. All right. Everything lovely. Yeah, they're still they're still figuring out the mic stuff over there. So I'm I'm gonna make things happen, you know, like it's a an award show. So sometimes the person I have an eye of being their ear who might be hosting or might be uh you know keeping the show moving, and then all of a sudden the director's in their ear, and I know this because I'm working at TV now, so I understand this, right? They're they're talking in their ear, telling them to stretch because something's going wrong, and so we having technical difficulties right now. So I'm stretching right now, but I'm doing the stretching. That art of still talking while we figure out everything to make it seem like nothing is going wrong by the time you can actually hear Dominique and Christina at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, Sloan at the same time. Anywho, uh, Dominique said that everything's going well uh, with him and his soul. And uh, uh, Sloan, how's everything with you? I heard you had a headache. I did have a headache. I think it's because I went to bed at like 9. And so then I woke up. I slept for probably like... 12 hours, so I probably will go with a headache because of that. Sorry to hear that. But, but you know, it's all good now. Oh, you don't have the headache now? Nah, it's okay. It's like lingering a little bit, but it I feel a lot better. It might be the power from, you know, from your hoodie, uh, which is another school that you allegedly attended. Uh, and I, <laughs> now, listen, I know that we only have, you know, maybe upwards of 50 regular viewers or listeners that hopefully get this far in every episode but if you are one of the regular listeners um kudos to you if not go back to like episode number eight or nine and i think this is where this journey started with me and sloan where she wears it's not like a professional team either she wears um these hoodies which i got no problem with she's almost a grown-up you know what I mean? Celebrating her 19th or 20th birthday sometime next year. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I'm cool. She can wear whatever she want to wear, right? But it seems like she doesn't have any allegiance to any particular school. So she's going, we're going to go down the list real quick. USF, uh, Bethune-Cookman, uh, McKinley Elementary School. Uh, she wore uh, a couple of, uh, no, she wore a, a shirt, I believe, that had a company that she left. She says she was too good for the company. And you know what? And my my issue isn't that she can wear what she wants to wear. It's just that, man, you know, I have some allegiance. And she has so much talent and skill, and she's been blessed with so much. I just want her to have that allegiance to a group, and I don't think she has that. So she came in today again with a new, a new team, a new squad. Maybe she went there. Maybe her parents met there. Maybe it's somewhere where Major went. You know, maybe she got it at Okeechobee. We're going to find out. She had What's the name of the, of the school on your shirt now, and how allegedly is it a part of your life? My sweater is from Gainesville High School, which I attended for four years, and it's um, a Gainesville lacrosse city because I played lacrosse for a year. You ain't playing no lacrosse, man. Stop it. I did. I Stop played lacrosse. It. I played on the inaugural team, so the first team ever at GHS. So you played. Uh, that's the one with the sticks in the net, and the um, and the small ball, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the, you wear helmets, 
uh, but then regular no. jerseys. Girls don't wear helmets. Boys wear helmets. Girls just wear goggles. Oh. Sounds like you're trying to say something. You trying to say something? Well, it's just I guess the guys have more leeway to be rougher than the girls. Oh. So girls only get like the face masks, really, or eye goggles. I don't even know what you would call them. But yeah, so girls don't wear helmets. So you seem like you might have a little bit of a temper though. That did you ever get rough on the field? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> you want to let me finish the statement? <laughs> I might have been saying, hey, Sloan, did you ever kill anybody on the field? He's like, yes. Yes, I did. Oh, really? So, you know, so did you ever have, like, a rival or, like, a beef with, like, a another player where it was just like, you know what, I'm going to give you problems for 60 minutes, 40 minutes, two halves, three quarters? I don't know how long lacrosse goes. <laughs> three quarters. Three quarters. Is it three quarters? No. <laughs> what is it? That thing. Um, well, we had a big rivalry with our – with one school, Eastside High, it was like GHS and Eastside. Like, that was the only team that we would play, like, dirty with, you know? Everyone I don't know. Cool. Tell me. What does that mean, play dirty with? Oh, I mean, just, like, checking people, pushing people, like, doing illegal things that you're not supposed to do and calling it a day and being like, I don't care. Because they were rough with us, so we said, screw them. We're going to be rough right back to them. They were, like, the only team that gave us hell. And it was because, so lacrosse, is played in what? The same number keeps calling my phone. Um, you hear that, Major? No, oh, oh, put like a pin in it. Eight five five number. I'm like. Mm, mm, uh, by the way, Major's not here. Major's because not here. He, um, you know, he has more important things to do, and you know, hey, rightfully his so. Sam's in town. He has more important things to do. Uh, I don't want to put his business out in the street. You know what I mean? Next thing you're gonna be sharing your address. I by the know. way, where do you live? What's your, what's your address? We no, live in an undisclosed location. All right, go ahead, though. So, uh, lacrosse is? Lacrosse is the bomb. I love it. It's so much fun. Oh, no, that's what you were saying. Let me ask you this before you before we move on. Um, were you ever intimidated by somebody on the other team, whether it was just, like, their attitude was so, like, crazy yeah. or, like, they were just so much bigger there or they were just so— There was one girl on Eastside's team. Because, okay, so what, oh, what I was saying, though, was— so lacrosse is played in the off season of soccer. So Eastside soccer team all played lacrosse together too. So they all knew each other. They were all good friends. They played like two sports together. Right. So that team was like, they clicked really well. You know what I'm saying? But there was this one girl on the team, and she was big as a muffin. I don't even know. Like, she was huge, and she was the only one that it's like if I had to guard her, I was like, damn it, like. I wasn't scared of her. Sounds like you like, were scared. I wasn't scared. I just knew, like, if she really went to knock me out, she could knock me out. Wow. And I was like, damn it. Like, this I hope, you know, she doesn't because I would suck, you know, like. Like, you couldn't take her in a fight, you don't think? Like, if she did something dirty, nah, you she just. would be my ass. <laughs> well, you know what? Self-awareness is a thing. All yeah, right. right. That was the only person I was like, she could knock my ass out if she wanted to. But I wasn't scared of her. It was just one of those things. Like, if she went for it, I would have to definitely be like quick and like get out of her like get out of her dodge you know but really yeah because she, she was big like okay. that bitch was big as fuck like but i mean she played soccer i don't know how big she could be but I'm, i mean I, I get it okay you were scared that's cool <laughs> and i understand that man and that was what just like a year or two ago you got when you graduated high school a year or two ago so that's cool you know lacrosse uh is something that doesn't necessarily interest me but you can't get a college scholarship for it i didn't realize that and that, and it's like you can get it to like a good school, like Johns Hopkins like or something. Mostly like the North, or like. Duke, or one of those other schools that's very expensive to get into. Cool, man. So, Dominique, um, you didn't play lacrosse. Nah, no you, lacrosse for me. My bro. cousin did though. Who, buddy? No, 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 no. Oh, hey, no. no. Jackson didn't even have a lacrosse team. You don't say. And other unsurprising news. <laughs> <laughs> no knock it. No knock for Jackson though. I, I like Jackson. They they uh, produce some some good people. All right. So anyway, uh, Dominique, mm. your actual week because you are the fuzz. Like how how is everything going, man? Uh, catching criminals, telling on people. Nah, I don't tell. But uh, this week was really sh- short. Honestly, it was off Wednesday and do no work Friday. Did Thursday feel like a Monday? It did. I was. Oh, it was July fourth. Yeah, yeah. After after Wednesday, I on Thursday morning, I was like, oh no. <laughs> but it was a, it was an easy week. You guys go see fireworks? Yeah, we went down to the art market. Down at Riverside. Who uh, you and uh, Chipmunk? No, nah, I went with Pogie. She was at work. Dang. 
Well, how's that work too? Oh, that was great. Uh, what about you? You and Zach, did y'all have your uh, the the uh, the hood love me party? What was it? Uh, <laughs> what was it, Sloan? The, the little trap house in the ferry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? Um. You guys have it? Yeah, it was on Friday. It was fun. That was when Fam came in, so it was cool, and it was a lot of fun. It's only like a, it's so crazy because like it. We had music playing really loud, but if you went to the front of the house, you couldn't hear anything. And I was like, great. So it was really cool. That's a little trap house on the prayer for real. Yeah, it really was. It was like you really couldn't hear anything in the front yard. Yeah, People that's... kept saying they kept missing like where we were because they didn't like hear anything until they like pulled up and went around back. And then they're like, oh, there's there's stuff going on back here. It's a party. But it was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot, a lot of fun. How many people did y'all have out there? I don't know, to be quite honest. I really, like, I don't know how to gauge how many people were out there. It's good influx of people coming in and out, in and out, in and out. The hamburger buns? Hamburger buns were present. Uppity. Yes, and Uppity. I had a great hamburger. Had one hamburger, one hamburger bun. <laughs> yeah. Black Panther Views. I'm not doing that with you right now. Black Panther <laughs> Views uh, brought to you by Dominique DJ Hodges. Right now we got a one thousand one hundred twenty-eight. Ooh, that is slow. I think it was one thousand one hundred seventeen last week. I think people don't gave up on us. They don't caught on to the. Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, we that's where we needed to be. That's the the next highest is probably like in the hundreds, or a hundred, or fifty. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I'm good with it. You know, um, the other thing that before we get started into the like the meat of the of the actual podcast, um, I know like a. What, about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, we were talking about or trying to tease this actual a rapper draft that we're going to do. And we're going to do it. We just got to set a time to put things together to make it really good and special. But that's coming to you before 2018 ends. That gives us enough time, right? It's December. Yeah, that's a, okay. That's a good time. I think that's fair. <laughs> that's a good time. Before December 31st, 11.59.59 p.m. So it's probably going to come out around 11.30 p.m. On, <laughs> on New Year's Eve, the way that we're moving right now. Uh, that, that's good stuff. So, man, you know, my tired messing with me. Jumping into it, man. You know what I'm tired of? What you tired of, though? It's been a couple of things over the, the past couple of months. I mean, one of the things I've been tired of is, like, when we get on airplanes, me and Dominique had a good conversation about this, and people get the, the window seat. And then they pull the blind down before you even take off, and yeah. they're sleeping the whole time. That's, and that's I'm like, ignorant, right? and I'm like, why do you get a window seat? Like, why, like, why be selfish like that? Like, did your mom not love you enough? And I mean that. Like, I'm not even trying to joke. Probably. You know, something else that gets on my nerves is individuals who can drive recklessly, and then get mad at you. I'm cool if you want to drive recklessly, drive recklessly, but then don't get mad at me. Don't honk. Don't honk at me because I'm going 75. And like a 65, and you pulling away from me. You're going like 85. You know what I'm saying? And a 65. <laughs> so you really speeding. Don't get mad at me, bro. Something else I'm getting, I'm getting tired of. Look, man, white people calling uh, the police on black people, bro. Just in general. Like, even when black people may be committing crimes. I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired. It's going to get to the point where the police is going to stop showing up. They're going to be like, uh, this is not a real right. emergency. People obviously calling... Um, or white people are screaming wolf out here. What have we had? We've had the people at Starbucks. That's that's a that's, notable that's when one. It really, well, it was kicking before then, but that's when it really started to hit like a, a high scale at that point. Mm-hmm. Right? So the two dudes at Starbucks uh-huh. who were very gracious because I think they settled for like a dollar and then, you know, for each of them and then like, a youth program got like 10,000, something like that. If it were me, Starbucks would Run. be Brian Bucks. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a steak. Bread. I got a steak in the coffee company with my coffee beaner. Coffee beaner. <laughs> but so they were gracious. Um, the, we talked about it last week with uh, the little kids who were cutting the grass right. and accidentally cut some of the grass of the neighbor. And they turned into a whole FBI agent and called the police on these twelve year olds. You got, and, I mean, and you still got you got the um the people having the barbecue in the park. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the, the little the little girl selling water. water. And those are just the ones that made national news. Yeah. I there are plenty more. I actually seen another one the other day. I looked it up. It was a um 
a subway. I don't know what city it was in, but it was black people sitting there eating, and the lady was like, they was in there for an hour, and she called the cops, and they came and was just like, this is not an emergency. They're in a restaurant for an hour. I don't, I don't understand what you're calling us for. Well, see, but and that just adds to the frustration and just being tired. Like, I don't even want to fight now. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. So now, did you guys see this latest one that we know of that happened in North Carolina? Yeah. Either one of you guys. Co- yeah, colonizers out here colonizing once again. Mm, it sounds like you want to break it down, bro. You call colonizers in North Carolina? Hey, they everywhere. They are everywhere. Watch this. A man of Caucasian descent. Colonizer. Called a North Carolina police officer on an African-American woman who was using a private community pool with her child. So this lady was here with her child at a pool. And she basically says that it was racial profiling. Now, I've watched a video on this, the news story video on this, and uh, it, it encompassed the story, some of the video of what the lady took during the time of the incident, and then the guy went on, I believe it was uh, one of the major news stations, and trying to explain his side of the story, trying to apologize. So this guy, he worked at a packing company, Sunoco, think I said it right, Sunoco, mm-hmm. and uh, he was something here. It was like a he was he, like a pool he, watchman he or a lifeguard. Or I, don't, I don't know. He, what was, he was. He was. A, I think he was like a neighborhood watch type guy <laughs> that does random checks. But he actually made money at the little packing company that he worked for. Like he made he made decent money. Mm. Well, he was also a board member. Yeah, he was also a board member on the homeowners association for the community that he was in. Which he is now not a part of. Yeah, yeah uh, at all. he allegedly resigned. He resigned. Yeah, they got him about it. They, they make you resign. And he lost. And he lost the job. And and one part in the interview that he had with the news person, because this dude called the police on this lady and her child. He says uh, the reporter asked him basically if have you did it with any white person? Would you have done it if she was a white person? And then he pauses for a while, and then he's just like, you know, I don't. I didn't, um, I wasn't looking at it, you know, as a white person and, you know, I didn't mean to make her feel like any type of way. And I'm like, bro, you ain't asked nobody else. You ain't asked nobody else about this. You ain't asked nobody else for no ID, which I didn't realize you needed the ID if you lived in the community. You because That's no, the thing. She has a pass. You can't just get into this pool, by the way. You, you got to have a key card. Yes. That's right. thing. But that's not enough. Now I need to see your ID. Well, if the key card ain't enough, why you need to see my ID? You feel what I'm saying? If it if it isn't something where it's like, oh, why are you here? Yeah. You don't look like you're supposed to be here. Like I, he can't. He can apologize. Apologize away if you see the error in your mistakes, but don't try to sugarcoat the reason why you went and tried her anyway. Now, if if the door was cracked open, if somehow she was knocking on it. And asking to be let in, then you could be like, um, where's your key card? Let me see your ID. That makes sense. Yeah, but she wasn't doing nothing wrong. She was just swimming. She was, in there. She was swimming with her she child. She was inside. Yeah. <laughs> and more importantly than that, you know what? She was there with her kid. And you want to know why this distrust of number one between the races of black and white specifically continue to perpetuate itself? It's issues like this. A seemingly benign task as taking your kid to the pool turns into a police officer showing up and it being a whole entire national incident. So this guy, did we get his name? Because I remember, I I don't remember, I remember Noah, what's his name? Noah something, Noah Crowley, the 18-year-old from the prom. Yep, never forgetting. Noah Crowley with the prom. prom Yeah, thought I was going to forget Noah Crowley. What's this guy's name? Adam Bloom. Yeah, Adam so, Bloom. For some reason, it's pulling up different because when I pulled it up the first time, it uh, actually had the actual news story on it and not the YouTube link. Oh. But yeah, his name is Adam Bloom, though. Right. So Adam Bloom, fired from his real job, mm-hmm. resigned from his homeowners association board member position uh, as the pool chair. Get, get out of here, nigga. What are you doing? No, nah, never mind. I wonder, I wonder if he got paid anything for that because I'm HOA fees and not a game. Definitely not. I wonder if he got paid for that. 
anyway. But it's just crazy to, because from the, the news article, apparently wherever they live at, the homes are like $500,000. So it's a, a decent neighborhood, which is cool. But the fact that he targeted her out is the, is the problem. And then when the police got there, he walked off from the police, didn't want to apologize, didn't want nothing to do with it. The police checked her card and scanned it in front of him and made sure it worked. But people still getting away with it. Granted, his job took a stand and was like, hey, we don't stand for any racial anything. So he was immediately let go, which is good for him. Something's finally happening to people that's doing dumb crap like this and is really getting old. Do you remember? This is... This is a frustrating thing because number one, you know, his side, he's saying it doesn't capture the whole incident. His bro, okay. So if you're like, because I'm trying to process this again, like I read through it, but I don't know how I missed this part right here. He said that, or a board member says that, you know, he asked for her ID because he didn't recognize her. How big is this community? Are you going to recognize everybody who's in your community? I don't know everybody that lives. I've never known anybody who has. I had never known the majority of people where I've lived at, whether it be in a house, in a neighborhood, or an apartment. I'm a leasing agent, and I definitely do not know everyone who lives in my community. (laughs) Like, there are people who I see all the time, and I'm like, hi, how can I help you? They're like, I've lived here for five years. I'm like, oh. Hey, what's up? You know, like. Hey, how can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> but, I was like, I don't reckon you don't recognize everyone that lives in your community. Whole point is, she had a pool pass. She got in with her pool pass. Why are you harassing her? Just why? You know. Just one. If he if he was really supposed to just be checking for that, which is fine. If that's his his duty as the the pool the chair, yeah, pool you know, that's what he do. Hey. All he had to do is say, Hey, can I see your key card real quick? Oh, you got a key card? All right. And check everybody. Yeah. Does your key card work? Yeah. Oh, it does? All right. Cool. In the conversation. Let's go get in the pool. Let's go have a little fun. You know what I'm saying? Just, just doing your job. I bet you, I can assure you, I can assure you that there's been some people who have not been, who have not looked like this lady right here, who have probably had a pool, a pool pass that he didn't recognize, but they were in there. But she just, but they just happened to be melanin deficient. That's what happened when you're swimming while black. You know, um... This is another thing, though. Um, It's cool and it's fine. Not cool, but it's fine if you want to have, you know, racial um, racial issues like it's uh, 1818 in the United States. Right. But the only problem is technology is in 2018. Mm -hmm. And that's a great thing. It's an amazing thing. And they got (laughs) him. See, you can be racist. I'm still I'm still about that right you can be racist. It takes more energy to hate. It really does. It takes more energy to hate. I mean ask Christina, man. She be hating on your boy all the time. I'm amazing out here, be winning, you know what I'm saying? I'd be right now here like I'm amazing. Christina be hating sometimes. It takes more energy. She would just if she would just, you know, show the love, I could <laughs> I could bring black licorice to the even higher levels, even though it's amazing right now. She hasn't teased it yet. So I want to put it out there. You know, uh new uh new story coming at the end of this month, hard book, paper book. Uh, coming at the end of the year, but my point is this: so if if he wants to hate, if he wants to be a racist, that's cool. But just know that social media is a thing, and it's 2018, and every company, every company got some type of Twitter or Facebook, and that's what oh, really yeah, got him yeah. up out of here. And and camera phones, smartphones are a thing. Crystal clear HD are a thing. I can catch everything you're going to say. So it don't really behoove you to be racist. I appreciate it because I'm glad that you put yourself out there so I know what I'm dealing with in the front. I appreciate you being up front with me. But just know I don't understand why you want to be racist. I don't understand why you want to do this one thing. But just know you're going to feel them effects because the Internet is undefeated. And they're going to reach out to Sunoco or they're going to reach out to whomever. And they're gonna make sure you up out of there. You're gonna be in the unemployment line. You're gonna be have to be you're gonna have to be the pool chair for the KKK. KKK pool chair. He might already be. KKK yeah. pool chair. You don't even know. <laughs> in North Carolina too. White yeah. nationalist pool chair. But see, that's that's gonna start hurting a lot of people, especially when they start losing jobs because of uh racial issues. When you go to get another one, yeah, we can't trust you. We got a lot of black people, a lot of minorities. 
a lot of everybody working in here. So we don't need that type of energy around here. But my, the thing that gets me with all these situations, they race it from beginning to end in the video. But as soon as it's over, as soon as things don't go how they want to go, they apologize. Like I said, colonizing, colonizers going to colonize, and then they apologize. It's, it's the same story every time, every single time. And he apologized afterwards, and they were like, nah, it's too late now. You got all your jobs gone. You can't pay for this house that you done been guarding a pool for for years. It's over with. Well, your pool pass now. You see, your pool, your pool pass still work. She and should, look, she should have tweeted him that. And I'm not down. And look, I'm not down for anybody's demise or downfall, man. Like it, like we shouldn't take glee necessarily in people's like demise or downfall. But there is a thing of reaping and sowing, and like this is probably wasn't the first time that he checked somebody, and this is the first time someone was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not today. He he caught the right one. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen gonna catch the right one. I know I'm just jumping from. I'm not. No, I'm not saying Grayson Allen is racist. I'm saying Grayson Allen with his little tactics on the basketball court. Where he's tripping people in college. He got tantrums, and now he kind of hemmed up with Trey Young. And that's cool. You can try that with Trey Young, but you gonna catch the right one, Grayson. You gonna catch the right one. And I'm not wishing for your downfall, but sometimes you gotta be taught a lesson. I feel like with Adam Bloom. Look, there's a chance for redemption eventually, right? You can either turn and be bitter and really go down the KKK route. You could really do that. Or you hopefully your apology was sincere. I'm not here to judge whether or not your apology was sincere. And you go down the route of really starting to, you know, make a change or seeing why it's an issue from an African American standpoint. He knew why I was listen. Like you said, it's twenty eighteen. Social media is a thing. He knew from the beginning. He want to say, "Oh, well, I'm this is my job and blah blah blah." All these racial issues been going on way before this. We've been talking about this for months now, at least once a show. So I, I know he's seen it, and he. The thing is, he didn't think he was gonna get caught, and that's the only reason he did it. So you get what you got. I ain't got nothing for you. I hate you, man, Sloan. You got the final words on this before we move on. I'm honestly, I'm. I'm just tired of it. Like, I don't even have, like, words to say, honestly. I'm just like, like you said, it's the same story every single time. And I am just to the point where I really wish police officers would just be like, no, like the, the, when they call the police, the, the 911 operator or the person, yeah, the 911 operators, whatever. I wish that they just had this criteria and they'd be like, you know what? This is not an emergency. This is not an emergency. I'm, mm, you know, they'll get out there when they get out there, you know, but we're, I'm not pushing someone to come out there to see you. Or like, I'm straight up not coming, not having anyone come out there to see you. Or if I send someone out there to see you and it's some bullshit, you're going to get fined, you know? Give them that warning. Like, would you like me to proceed? Because if this is not an emergency, you will be fined, you know? Yeah, and see, I think that that would probably have to be the route because if they don't come out and it does turn out not yeah, to be exactly. a situation, then city, they're going to own the city. Them people going <laughs> to own the entire city. Change the name of the city to Christinaville. Change it right Christinaville. now. So, uh, you know what? I did say last word, not the last word. I want to know this about you guys, you know, uh, with Major not being in here right now. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I think it would be interesting to ask him this as well. But uh, with all of us being, uh, uh, you know, uh, partaking in the group of having melanin, even though Christina is light, she light. Yeah. Dominique, she light, right? Yeah, I ain't yeah, like, yeah. like, she light. She light. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. light. I ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> okay, well, we put like she got melanin. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> she laughing at her dog, bruh. Like, she laughing a little hard, bruh. Yo, check that, bruh. Check that, bruh. We ain't cool like that. No, but you know, all of us being black, blight. Everybody, we're, we're, black. we're black. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I know everybody's not 100% because, I mean, there's a plantation in South Carolina uh, with uh, my last name on it, so I already know. There's a slave owner somewhere doing something with somebody, bought somebody, probably, you know, something somewhere. If I take a 23andMe, I probably will find out like one and a half yeah, percent. I want to do that. No, we should all do that. Once we start doing stuff on the video, um, we should do that. And Dominique, um, you know, I know that uh, there's probably, you know, a mix in your family. And then, you know, you don't get that light without having a mix in your family. So, you mm-hmm. know, I get it. But for the most part, everybody would consider us absolutely black. Like, that's what I consider myself. Yeah. That's fine. So I want to know. Uh, and if Dominic, if you got it, you can start it. I want to know either what was your first run-in with the police? 
that didn't involve you doing anything wrong. Like I said, up a nominee. 2011, 2010 was a little wild for him. So if the it's one thing if you doing wrong, please like I like I can't just like you can't just go around and steal the whole car. Like I can't, I gotta do something. But I'm just talking about you minding your own business. You doing something and you had a run in with the police, or if maybe you never had one. But I would like to know that. I have a, I, I remember my first time, but I, I want to hear you guys as one first. I, n- I never had to run in with the police when I was doing when I wasn't doing something wrong. <laughs> uh, but it was a situation kind of like this one in the neighborhood that I lived in when I stayed with my dad. My cousins lived around the corner. It wasn't with the police. It was with some, uh, you know, colonizers. But um, we outside playing basketball in front of my cousin's house. You know, in the street, got to go. You know, having fun. The white dude that stayed across the street, right? His wife was working in the yard. This man comes outside with a shotgun sitting in his driveway just because we was playing basketball in front of the house. They live right across the street from where my cousin lived. But that's as close as I got to not not doing something wrong. So now how does how does something like that like make you feel? So you're saying that it, the dude was across the street, like the neighbors were across the yeah, street? Yeah, he opened his garage uh-huh. and was sitting in his driveway. With a shotgun. He was, was looking up. at you guys? Mm-hmm. And then he brought his camera out and started taking pictures. That's a little weird. So we did what, you know, Feds niggas do. Picture. We started, we let the gold down and, you know, we started dunking all crazy kind of ways. And oh, y'all let, brought it, y'all brought it from uh, 12 to 8? <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. We started, we started <laughs> between the legs, the windmill, and just so, you know, he can get some good shots. But uh, it made me feel, you know, uneasy because I, live I lived in the neighborhood. All of us did. So for us to kind of be profiled like that felt really messed up and it was crazy there's a lot of black people that live in that neighborhood so I'm guessing they might have felt a little uneasy because it wasn't that many white people that lived out there but you know it is what it is Sloan you you know you've had a sorted past with law enforcement what's um (laughs) have you ever had a run in or what was your first run in or your most memorable one um like Dominique I never I never had a run-in with police, but I remember it was probably like freshman, sophomore year of college. It was it was when I was at BC. I remember that. I'm about to say which college allegedly because <laughs> you got about eight of them. <laughs> so that, now hold on, I, Bethune Cookman. That's the one you got kicked out of, or was that USF? Which one did you get kicked out of? I didn't get kicked out of any school. USF. Go ahead. I went and I left on my own accord to go to Bethune Cookman. That's what people get kicked out say. <laughs> I left on my own accord. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, so I remember it was raining and so I was wearing a hoodie. I know I knew you were gonna say some shit about it, so I just go. But no, I was wearing a hoodie and I went inside Target and so I had um I had my hoodie on but then I took it down. And I was just walking through Target getting stuff. But I was getting a lot of, like, small stuff. Like, I was getting, like, soap, blah, blah, blah. So I just had it all in my hands. Yeah, so I got followed by an employee. And then he came up to me a couple times and was like, hey, like, can I help you with something? And I was just like, oh, like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm in Target. I know what I'm getting. And he just, like, he came up to me, like, three times and asked me, like, if, you know, if I needed help finding things. And I was just like, I'm good. But then he kept following me around the aisles. Like, every single aisle I went down, he would be there. And he would follow me to the next aisle. And I was just like, bro, like, are you serious? Like, And I was just like, I'm good. Like, thanks. I'm, I'm solid. Like, I'm not stealing. But I think it was just, you know, he saw me, saw of my skin tone. He saw that I had a hood on, even though I took it off, like, when I really got, like, inside. But, yeah, that was, it was just annoying because I was really, like, am I really getting followed right now? They're like, does he really think I'm stealing? Like, I'm I'm good, you know? Like, I'm definitely not stealing from Target, of all places, you know? That's your place of choice. Christina, Christina uh, received amazing customer service. She spun it into this tale of being profiled. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, nah, that, that is a terrible feeling. But, but you, let me say this about retail. Dominique can attest to that. You know, still, look. Still at all. Bro. Look, we worked on the north side, and when we did inventory, it, there was a year where it was just, uh, it was horrendous. It was, <laughs> it was horrendous, even though we still were within our goal, but it was just, 
it was horrendous. And, you know, watching it on camera is even worse. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. And I'm talking about the theft. Yeah. You know, and so and but you you'll have people who are still, you know, anywhere. Just just because I was in that part of the north side running that store, it was predominantly black. But I mean, that's just where I was at. But we just did a news story about this lady who um was trying to pay with counterfeit hundred dollar bills. You heard her, her you know, she was white, her man was white. They went to Hibbit Sports, Dominique, and that's <laughs> and that's the place that that shook her. And she tried to go over to a Target because the person was like, this doesn't feel right. Do you have another bill? It was so crazy. I just knew that they were going to put Clay on the screen. Like, corny. That was here? Yeah, that was here. Dang. That was here. So, you know, people are going to steal regardless. Um, my first run-in with the my first run-in with the police wasn't until my freshman year uh, in college. And uh, me and my roommate, who was also one of my friends from uh, high school, uh, we, the way that it was set up, we had, like, our dorm was the closest to one of the main roads. Across that main road was, like, uh, it was a food line, a Harvey's, whatever you call it. Uh, Harvey's? Harvey's? Maybe? It's Harvey's, right? Harvey's? Harvey's? Yeah. The grocery store? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like a Harvey's right there. So we walked over there, and we were walking back. It was like 8 or 9 at night. This dude, to this day, there was a, like a – we were close to the football offices, too. It's hard to describe, but just know it was like our residence hall, like a parking lot, and then it was like the baseball field where they played the baseball games. It was like a little a small area of the sport complex, and then they had like the tennis courts – and they had some of the uh, the football offices right there, and uh, you could go through the area, this little patch of grass between the football offices, go through another parking lot, cross the street, go to the Harveys. Anyway, we were coming back. I never forget it. I'm surprised we didn't even get close to getting hit. This police officer hit uh, uh, a move like he was trying to spin out a car. All you hear was this screeching. He comes from the parking lot, comes through like the grass. And me and my boy, we, were, we look back like, like, what's going on? Like, do we need to get out of the way so he can move on? And he pulls up, and he was like, hey, uh, um, you know, what are you guys doing? <laughs> it's like walking back from the store. You know, because everything is sir at this point. I don't say sir this much in my whole life, but all of a sudden you see, you know, a police badge. And like, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir, no, sir. And he was like, um, okay. No, sir, Mr. Police Officer. You know, you know, can I can I tap dance, Mr. Police Officer? Can I soft shoot for you, Mr. Police Officer? You know, and it's a, it's the weirdest thing, right? Um, but then he is like, and he pulled up to us now, mind you now, from the parking lot. I still don't know where he was at because we had just went through the parking lot. He wasn't in there, and all of a sudden he was there. Maybe he had his lights off. Maybe he was in the corner somewhere. And he, was, and he, you know, came windows up. He had it down the windows. And then he was like, oh, okay, well, I thought I might have smelled some, like, weed or something in the area. Just trying to check things out. And I looked at, I looked at Dre, and I was like, okay. I mean, I don't, right. I don't know what to tell you <laughs> as I'm trying to get my chips and Gatorade. That's probably why he thought y'all was smoking. Because that's what 18-year-olds are going to be having. Um, and so it was so interesting, right? And he asked us a couple more questions. And, you know, at that, I mean, at that point, I was just like, see, this is why no one want to message y'all right here. This is why nobody wants to help you. This is why no one wants to help you fuzz because you're doing stuff like this. That's cool, though. If you want to do that, that's fine. But that starts a distrust even if it's a small seed of it. And I'm not saying that every police officer is like this, but I and this started off as not a police officer, you know, issue. It was a, a white person calling um the, you know, the the police on a black person. I'm just trying to show how the distrust kind of all comes together. And I had a couple of times where I've been stopped before like for no apparent reason other than having an old car. Because they, I don't know where else they could. My car is like bummy. I don't have a nice drug dealer car. I have no idea why I'm being stopped other than. Um, but I think that it all kind of plays together. And if we want to break out of this distrust, out of this tension, this racial tension, that a lot of it comes from the top down. Because 45 is out here uh, propagating stuff, not to get political. But he's out here doing, you know, talking wild, talking crazy. You know, uh, good people on both sides when, you know, you got uh, white nationalists, you know, doing Nazi things like how Nazis do. 
Uh, it, you know, it's going to be tense, and this is not helping the situation. But if you want to be racist, whether you are in the position of authority, whether you are law enforcement, whether you're a pool chair, pool chair, <laughs> pool patrol, as Sloan says it, then you're going to have to deal with the consequences in 2018 and beyond. Because social media polices in a way. And it's so amazing to see something like that. Let me ask you one more thing, guys. So after you had both of those situations, Dominic, you and the and the older white gentleman who was taking pictures of y'all. That's, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, we told my aunt. She came out. And oh, I don't want no problems. No. I don't want no problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, she, he didn't want that smoke. And then you, Christina, with, um, uh, with you know, with your target uh, situation. Uh, was there a sense of distrust? Do you, do you look for that now? Do you look to see if that's happening now? Like what, or is it something that rolls off your back? Like how did that affect you, in particular? Well, I was about sixteen, so I really didn't care at the time. It was like, all right, you ain't gonna shoot. So I mean, <laughs> you might as well put the gun back up. But now it's just like kids can't even go outside and have fun without being profiled or getting stopped by the police, getting shot by the police, people calling the cops on them for no apparent reason. And and the reasons they calling the cops on people now is stupid. Like you got kids out here trying to make money and things like that, but now you want to call the police on them because they're trying to make money. At first you was calling the police on them because they wasn't doing nothing but robbing and stealing. Now they're trying to take a good route, you still want to call the police on them. So there's no happy medium for these colonizers out here, but I still don't, I mean, I, I don't care. I mean, it is what it is at this point because it's never going to go away. I feel very similar, but I'm also like, you know, after that thing at Target happened, it was just, it was annoying more than like, it, it really was just more annoying and more frustrating that really this is happening, especially when it's like, you know yourself, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. You know, you're just, you're just at target to shop. You're just playing basketball. You're just mowing lots of money. You're like, you're literally just doing what you're doing. And it's frustrating to think that like, I could go to the store and the cops would be calling me. I could go walk down the street and the cops could get calling on me. I could do anything. I could go sit at a restaurant. The cops would be calling me. Do you like? I really, actually, do think about this like as I'm doing daily things now, which is annoying because I shouldn't have to think about these things. But I do. I just think about them because I I have to think about them. I remember, um, because I've had I've been pulled over three times in my life driving. The first time was annoying. I was just passing a car, but whatever, speeding ticket. And question. Y'all might know this. So if there's Tell two police you know officers, right? if there's two police officers, is one supposed to have their hand on their gun, right? Is that the thing, right? Get on the ground! Dominique <laughs> the fuzz, I don't know. I'm a correction officer. We don't have guns. Um, <laughs> Dominique is a police officer. Because <laughs> it's like, because I, well, the first time I got pulled over, it was an old cop and a young cop. Old cop talked to me. Old cop was super cool, super nice. Young cop had his hand on like his gun the whole time. And I was just like... The thing uh, is, these, these younger cops, they're all gung-ho at this point. And if you look at the, the recent killings and things like that of people by cops, it's mostly been by young cops because they are scared. You gotta, this is why I think about it. I don't know the backstory. I think these people that they're hiring as cops is people that's been picked on their whole life. Never had friends, never had nobody to talk to. So now that they're in a position of authority and they have a gun, they're quick to use it so i mean i think that's more along the lines now i did get put over one time he had his hand on his gun but he had a reason to so <laughs> again yeah i'm not i'm not, I'm not gonna knock you got a reason to no well Dominique, i was driving somebody else somebody else's car uh, and they are listed as a gang member on their yeah profile. Uh, sure is so betty betty is betty is <laughs> betty is a couple different times so yeah, he pulled me over and was like, hey, with his hand, hey, 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 hold on, homeboy. That's not me, number one. <laughs> That's not me. But I yeah. remember when you told me about that. <laughs> I remember when you told me about that. I feel like that was that. Was yeah, yeah, I remember okay. when you told me about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, let me not yeah, play yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me not play around neither. I mean, I, yo, we always going to be good. Let me not play around no more like that neither, yo. I hate getting pulled over. Do you? <laughs> you hate three times. That's it. Your insurance must be amazing. Hey, you know, oh, when you, when you, 
finally turn like 25 if it's going to be amazing hey um Dominique, you remember the time uh, I gave one of the workers a ride home, and I was yeah, <laughs> looking yeah, at the bag, yeah, and I thought yeah, he yeah. had a gun, and I was looking at him like, he like a little BB gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, see, but that, something yeah, like that. That should, that should get you killed. That's what I'm about to say. If I would have gotten stopped, or if, you know, if that person would have done something, and something would have fell out, and you know he already had to run in after he stole that lady's phone, mm-hmm. like, he could have been in so much trouble, man. That could have been so much trouble, but... You know, you bring up an interesting point, both of you guys, but uh, Christina, that's got to be nerve-wracking. I know what you're talking about, though. Like, I mean, and here's the thing. I don't want to sound like I am just picking on the police, but, you know, I think I have more of uh, I think I have a, a, a better insight, you know, being a, a black man and having gone through certain things. Nothing along the lines of, you know, individuals, of course, who have gotten you know, maybe abused or even worse, um, you, you know, but I don't want to come off like, oh, man, don't protect yourself. I will say this, man, when you're choosing to be a police officer, when you're choosing to be in the military, when you're choosing to be a firefighter, when you're choosing to do any of these jobs, you got to understand going in the danger that you're putting yourself in. Now, I want mm-hmm. everybody to go home and I want everybody to go home to their family and more importantly, I'm appreciative of law enforcement and military and firefighters. Thank I, you. But but I'm telling you right Jesus, now, I, I know because you're a police officer. Everybody, I heard that right? Police officer, police officer, all the way. But I am law enforcement. But what I'm saying is, I like I don't like people enough to be a police officer. I think I think to the heart of the situation, the best police officers actually love people. Like, you have motivations for all these different reasons why you want to be something, especially police officers. But I think that the best ones love people, want to protect people, because they love other people. If you think about the best police officers that you know, I think that that is probably a part of their philosophy. Mm-hmm. I don't like other people enough to say that I'm going I'm to stand in the way of danger. 911, you call 911 saying something's going down at your house, and I got to come down and defuse it? Nah, bruh, because I'm going to do things wrong. Because I don't like people enough, so I probably would do something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm being honest, but I choose not to be a police officer. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm choosing not to do that because I understand that my mindset wouldn't be right for that. It just wouldn't be right for that. And I think that there's a lot of people with the wrong mindset. You're right. There's probably some people that have some anger issues that they've never dealt with, whether it be they were picked on in middle school or high school, or they just weren't ever enough, or they just have natural aggression issues. Um, and that's a whole nother story because dudes, uh, that's a one of the few double standards that dudes have to deal with as opposed to women. Women are allowed to really deal with their emotions out loud on a daily basis. That's why they can handle things a lot better, I think, emotionally. I think guys are much more emotional than women. But it's because they're taught from a young age that you don't cry, that you don't show emotion, that that you suck it all up. And then it all just kind of festers. You keep that stuff in you, and it comes out in the form of, well, we can play army, we can play war, we can shoot, bang, bang, bang. And then you don't know how to deal with emotions, you don't know how to deal with stressful situations, and you got a gun. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I don't think women necessarily have to deal with. I still would want to be a man because, you know, with the double standards that women do have to deal with, it's still, like, far and above much worse than what men have to deal with. But I digress. My whole point being, I think that there's a lot of things that need to be looked at as far as the training of law enforcement officers. That includes correctional officers, Dominique, since you want to be in. That's factual. And I think that also— I see see it every day. Exactly. Being a police officer. And and also, as, you know, the police— and especially the African-American community can come together. I mean, it sounds like a broken record, but there has to be a concerted effort on the on the part of police officers to really reach out. There is distrust there for many reasons. It didn't just start, you know, well, with 45 coming into office. It's been around for years and decades and decades and decades and decades. And and there has to be a concerted effort on the part of all police officers to do this. It has to be they have to reach out. Like I'm sorry. Like it, it it's going to have to be on you guys. You guys hold this shield up, and it has to be on you guys. I'm not knocking you guys. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. If you want this situation to be better, and if you want these stereotypes to be broken. The best way to understand somebody is to reach out and really get to know them. You reach out with programs. You get them when they're young. 
You go to their elementary school. You go to their middle school. You go to them. I mean, you have been doing all this mess, and then you've tried to reach them in high school. I'm not listening. They go to Jackson trying to do that. They listening? No, not at all. It's too much Kodak it's Black I've been listening to now, bro. I'm not listening mm-hmm. to you no more, bro. I don't trust nothing you say. I done seen too much. I done heard too much. Like, no. You got to catch them while they're young. 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 But you don't, you don't really see, well, I wouldn't know because I don't work in that field, but you don't really see or hear about police officers going to schools no more and like for career day and stuff like that. And you rarely see that kind of stuff. Now, when I was in school, it was happening a, a lot. Officer friendly and all these people, you know, it was. And don't be corny about it. Officer friendly. Don't do that. I mean, that's. Is that, that's his real name? No. Oh. That's, that's what they used to call him. Like it was different officers, but it was the, uh, I guess, decent ones. And no, there are decent ones. Well, like, yeah, I, like one, I'm not trying to spoiled, like spoiled not get a whole bunch though. But I'm not. If there's a if there's an issue, I'm not trying to deal with the uh, the stuff that's well. I'm gonna try to deal with the issue. Anyway, um, yeah, we're running up towards the end of the program. Y'all guys got any uh, final thoughts before we give out social media handles? We plug anything? We talk about anything else? You guys got anything else on your mind? Nope. <laughs> and there it is. No Good double XL. Um, I just want to say that, well, not that. I just want to say that we need to really just really try to connect more with one another. We need to just have more love in our hearts instead of hate in our eyes. You know, it's just, that's just what we need to do. And if we go into something with a positive outlook as opposed to a negative one, like how homeboy Mr. Bloom was like, Oh, look at their skin tone. They must not be here. Instead of, look at them. They're having a good time. You know, like, if we just tried to see things with more of a positive outlook, we would have so many less problems. That's all I have to say. Very uplifting, Sloan. Thanks. Social media. How can people get? How, how can all the people who disagree with you guys get in contact with you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Facebook at C and Sloan and Instagram at C and Sloan Writes. Also, the first six stories, yep, first six stories are out on Black Licorice. Why be sounding like you guessing on your stuff sometimes? I didn't know what this month is like it was the for second or third time. Why do you mean get? What? How many months are there? There's twelve months. Okay, that's six. Yeah. I know. Chill out. All right. If you want to read any of the first six stories, you can find them on blacklicoricestory.com. And next story will be dropping at the end of July. DJ underscore D Hodges on Instagram and Twitter. Dominique Hodges on Facebook. Uh, do you have pictures of you in your JSO uniform on there? I don't own the JSO uniform, sir. Your police officer uniform. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. But where can they find you in your uh, police officer uniform? You can't. Oh, they don't allow you to take photos in your police officer uniform? Other people do. I don't. But you do have a police officer uniform, just so that we're clear. I'm just trying to get this on the record. I have a correction officer uniform, not a police officer. Are you a police officer? Nah. Hey, you the popo. I go into... I'm going to ask some inmates. Yo, who the popo in here? I go into a dorm with a hundred and some odd men with nothing on me but some gas and some handcuffs. Not the police. You what? I go into a dorm. Nah, I'm good. Don't repeat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good at the, the broadcast, Don. We will be back again next week, hopefully four strong in this building. Holla yeah. at you. Bye.